This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insights, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. And for our live audience, we're already back. See, look at that. Um... But, Mo, okay, we're going to go on. So we got through the first two questions that we're asking about uh, what the Raiders need to kind of uh, do or what can they address in the final four weeks of the season. And and we talked about Aiden O'Connell. Got to start him, let him go the whole way through. No sense in not doing that. Number two was perhaps turning over the play-calling duties on offense to Scott Turner because Bill Hardigree just hasn't been able to break through on that one. Uh, third now uh, was something we talked about earlier in the show, which is, and I know you talked about this on your Bleacher Report Live earlier as well, which is uh, this 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 idea that the Raiders should shut down their good players. Max Crosby's had a knee injury. Anybody in their right mind who thinks Max Crosby, if he can play, is not going to play is crazy for number two. Uh, number three is Josh Jacobs as well is going to play out there. Josh Jacobs does not know where he will play next year. There's a good chance the Raiders could sign him, depending on who the head coach is. And there's a good chance he could be gone as well. So he's got a lot to play for. When you look at this idea around sitting players because of injuries, now if they have serious injuries, look, Colton Miller now into his third game, basically missing time. Uh, we might not see Colton Miller the rest of the season. We don't know yet. He was not put. Obviously on reserve, but he's there. Now we have Andre James injured. So we're going to see what happens there. But talk about this kind of idea that that you should sit players, uh, unless there's a serious injury, uh, that you should sit players because you can't make the playoffs. I'll say this because this has got a lot of discussion. So Mm -hmm. I I reposted Max Crosby saying it's basically BS for the Raiders to shut down players who could play. And And I'll break it down this way. I understand from the fan perspective that you want a better draft pick because it gives you better access to top yes. quarterback prospects. I totally get that. But you also have to understand it from the player side. Max Crosby's knee is about to explode, right? <laughs> you think he wants to hear, yeah, we're going to shut it down. You're healthy, but we're going to shut it down. You know, other players who aren't as, you know, I won't say wealthy, but don't have the contract of Max Crosby. Think those players want to shut it down, especially if they have contract incentives. There are certain escalators in contracts, even for the non-borderline players. Some of the solid players, Jacoby Myers may have an escalator we don't know about. If he gets a certain amount of catches, he gets more money. Right. right. The other thing is a lot of these guys are are still working for their job. So if they're not with the Raiders next year, they're going to be looking to sign with another team and they're going to want the most money they can get. And the only way they can do that is if they produce. Uh, just remember, I understand Josh Jacobs is hurt, has a quad injury right now, but he's going to be a free agent. He's going to hit the market if the Raiders don't resign him. So he's going to need some, you know, he's going to need his numbers to look fairly good before he becomes a free agent. So you have to take all of these things into account. For the people who out there who say shut 
you know, shut certain players down or the Raiders should tank. It's it's just not in a competitive athlete's vocabulary to do that for for so many reasons right. that I, some of them that I just named. As I, as I said, for the people who want the Raiders to tank, can you imagine going to Max Crosby or Max Crosby noticing that you're benching certain players to get a higher draft pick? How do you think that's going to make him? How do you think that that's going to rub Max Crosby? That's not going to rub him the right way. And I don't think Devontae Adams wants to see that either. Devontae Adams actually went to the podium recently and said, yeah, we're five and eight, but the playoffs still aren't out of the picture. Now, no, it's not mathematically, no. Mathematically, no, but realistically yeah. speaking, the Raiders are not making the playoffs. But it just goes to show that guys like Devontae Adams and Max Crosby, who are your leaders in the locker room, they're not in favor of this all this talk about tanking and, and shutting down players. It's just not in their DNA as competitive athletes. Right. So what I'm saying is I understand from the fan perspective wanting the higher draft pick, but you also have to understand from the players' perspective all the preparation they put in during the week, playing through injuries. You think they want to hear about a draft pick? No, they want to go out there and win. Right. That's what you. That's what you play the game for. I mean, yes, they're getting paid. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they want to win. I mean, when you, like you said, when you abuse, I'm going to use the word abuse. When you abuse your body to play in the NFL, because that's what you do. I mean, it's a beating. It's a beating. If you see these guys on a Monday after a game, you know some of them can barely move around. I mean, that's how that's how rough of a game it is. And so when you tell them, ah, just lose them. Nah, you you can't do that. Like it's not in. To your point, it's not in their DNA. So I'm glad you addressed it because I understand the draft pick perspective, but you know, it is what it is. Look, you're, you're not, you're not so terrible. And if they were that terrible, people would already be checked out. The reason they're not is because you have guys, even if the Raiders aren't winning games like they should or scoring points, they, they, this team has not quit. You can see it on the field. We, we've seen people quit over time. You saw Marcus Peters quit. He got cut. The rest of these guys are playing hard. Scott, there's another thing I want to bring up here because a lot of people are talking about the draft pick. We want a higher draft pick. We want a higher draft pick. I think more important than the draft pick where you're picking 11, 13, 15, 8, whatever the case is, it's more important who's making the picks. <laughs> I, I, I'm old enough to remember the Raiders in 2019 picking two, drafting two defensive ends. One was the fourth overall pick in the draft and one was a fourth rounder. Guess which one looks like the better player, the much better player? Yes. The fourth rounder. So it, you can pick fourth, you can pick second, you can pick eighth and still whiff on the pick if you don't have a good GM or scouting personnel department to make sound decisions on draft day. I'm not right. saying wait till the fourth round to get your quarterback, but what I'm saying is whether you're eighth in the order or 14th, that GM, that scouting department has to get the right pick. Because you can pick eighth and get in whiff, and the team that picks 14th may hit a home run on that quarterback. Right. So to me, more important than the draft order, who's making the picks? Yes. Great, great point. Uh, and, and also, when it comes to the draft, you know, you, look, for the Raiders to move into the top five, because I, I think they could get up to six if they lost this week, I think. i got to double-check that. Uh, we but, six but, now. Yeah, there's six now. That's right. So to move up any further, you're, you're talking probably the Raiders don't win another game, right? I mean, realistically, uh, they'd have to, to, to go 0-4 here. And so for those of you who would like to see Coach Pierce come back, but then you want the, <laughs> you want the better draft pick, I don't think you're going to get both of those. So, so you got to decide which one you like the most. 
and and so I look at that and and you you think about people like Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels now, who I think has quickly moved up. I don't know if he's the number two quarterback because May Drake May is still pretty regarded amongst uh, scouting reports. Uh, but those three guys and those three guys could be gone in the first four or five picks. So a lot of people are saying, well, then we'd have to trade up. You can only trade up if people want to trade down. And right now, the by my count, most six teams need quarterbacks like desperately. There's actually more, but six of them have no quarterbacks like nobody. So to me, uh, yeah, you're, you're, there's no guarantees and you just don't know what's going to happen. And to trade up. Yeah, you could say trade all your draft picks, get up there because you got to get Jaden Daniels. You got to get Caleb Williams. You got to find a partner. It's like you, you can you can be at the dance. And if you keep asking around and nobody will dance with you, you can't dance. You'd have to dance by yourself. Here's here's what's working in the Raiders' favor as far as if you're someone who wants them to trade up for a draft pick if they're outside of the top 10. The Chicago Bears are likely going to have two top 10 picks. They have the Carolina Panthers pick, which is one right now, and they have their own pick, which is number five. So even if they draft the quarterback with their first pick, right, they may want to trade down and get more draft capital to help that quarterback, whoever he is, with yeah. their second first round pick and that could be a pick that the Raiders may be interested in mm-hmm. you know so I I think there's an opportunity as long as the Bears stay at the top of the order now they're with them winning games lately lo and behold they're five and eight just like the Raiders but they've been on a streak lately and but if they stay within the top 10 with both their picks the Raiders will have the opportunity to call them up and say hey we understand you drafted your quarterback you know you want to trade back and acquire more draft capital to help that young quarterback, or you can sit there at, at five and make a pick, but we're interested in moving up. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and there's all sorts of things I can do. You're absolutely right. By the way, because we usually record the show and then premiere it and then take part in the active chat, even though the show isn't quote-unquote live, tonight is live, so we're live. So MDM, our good friend in Hawaii, is like, is this live or is this re- – it? it's live. We're here. We're right live. now. It's, it's live. <laughs> yes, you, you, you have us live tonight. Um, because of the game tomorrow. So we figured we'd give you the video early because you'll be watching the game tomorrow. You're not going to watch a video tomorrow. So we'll do it tonight and then uh, the audio will be out tomorrow. So um, so there you go. I mean, you, you, again, I, I think that the scenarios in people's head, listen, I understand. It sucks that you have to move to that conversation, but that's what the conversation is now with the way the Raiders are at five and eight is you start talking about draft picks. So that's, that's how it goes. Uh, but if you look at um, what else is going on, uh, we saw this past game, even as terrible as it was from an offensive perspective, we saw some really nice bright spots on defense. We saw, of course, uh, what Max Crosby did. We saw them hold the Vikings, who are not an offensive juggernaut, but they're also not awful, to only three points. Uh, and one of, the, one of the performances that was very, um, I think, I was glad to see at least was Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson, they've been moving him inside uh, as like a hybrid tackle defensive end. And, and it really seems to be working. Now he had his best game so far as a pro against Minnesota. Uh, Talk about that and whether or not um, you think that is really what he ends up doing, or is that just a stopgap from now until maybe training camp when he can get a full camp in and maybe go back to just playing end. No, I think that should be his role. He should be a hybrid defensive type of defensive end. Uh, because we, I talked about this when he was first selected yeah. at seven, that he has the the body type to move inside in sub-packages. Now, the Raiders did that a little bit with him against the Miami Dolphins. According to PFF, he played three snaps in the B-app. 
according to PFF, he had 10 snaps in the B-gap against the Vikings. And as you said, a lot of people will agree with you on this, that he had his best game. I believe he had four tackles, a sack. He had three quarterback hurries along with that, too. So you're seeing the progress with him being able to move him around, his versatility. And I think that's what the Raiders saw in him when they drafted him at seven. Not only can he line up outside, but he can help out inside and help give a pass. Because the Raiders have been looking for an interior pass rush for how long now? How long has it been since the Raiders have been looking for that defensive tackle? Now, he's not going to be a full-time defensive tackle but he can give you some help on the inside, which is much needed to help complement Max Crosby on the outside. Right. And this is why you and I, look, I, I said, what is it, three weeks ago or two weeks ago, maybe now, uh, that I was disappointed in him, but I didn't call him a bust. I said that he's going to have to turn it on towards the end of the season and then next year kind of prove it out. So again, so for those people who've come into the show and I'm watching the chat go by tonight, I don't see anybody else. I'm sure there'll be somebody who says it that Tyree Wilson's a bust. Well, he's not. He's, he's come along, and to your point about the hybrid role, I think as most people expected him to be the opposite of Max Crosby on the other side and be the, the pass-rushing defensive end, he's going to be a little bit of both. And, and to your point, that's where you develop him. And we'll have to see. If Patrick Graham gets to stay, then that'll be good for Tyree Wilson because they have the familiarity. But if they end up going with a different coaching staff, uh, I, I still believe, after watching the film, that's exactly where they're going to put him. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the thing, and this is why I advocate for – now, this is all up to the head coach, but I yeah. would want Patrick Graham to stay on as a defensive coordinator. Absolutely. A lot, of people, a lot of people are assuming just because the Reds hire a head coach that they're going to have a whole new staff. That's not necessarily true. I use this example plenty of times. The Colts fired Frank Wright and Jeff Saturday. They kept Gus Bradley. Well, Shane Steichen decided to keep Gus Bradley on that staff. Gus Bradley is still the defensive coordinator. He's with the previous regime. So it's not a, a, a full-blown conclusion that new head coach means new coordinators. Now, of course, you want to replace Bo Hardigree. But I think Patrick Graham is doing a good enough job that he can, he can possibly hold on to his spot. I wouldn't, it wouldn't even shock me if Antonio Pierce stays on as a position coach. Because as I said on, on the X today, Antonio Pierce has done a fine job with the linebacker court. He Absolutely. is a linebacker coach. So Robert Spillane having his best year as a pro. Uh, Divine Diablo being a solid starter, Luke Masterson making plays here and there. That's a product of and part of a product of Antonio Pierce's coaching. So I, I think when you look at the dynamics of this team, of course, it comes down to what the head coach wants. But you, I don't think you want to throw out everything with this team. As you said, while the Raiders didn't score any points against the Vikings, holding the Vikings to three points, pretty good job for that defense and the way the defense has just been playing overall. Now we'll see what they look like. I wouldn't say the charges are a measuring stick with Easton stick without Keenan Allen, but we'll see what it looks like against the chiefs. Cause remember the chiefs put up 31 on the Raiders not too long ago. So yes. we'll see what it looks like on Christmas. The Colts are a pretty good offense. I believe the Colts are top 10 in scoring. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a tough challenge. The Broncos are a different football team. So Patrick Graham is going to, his unit is going to play a lot of formidable offenses. And I think that's a big test. And it could be an audition for whoever the new head coach is to say, okay, maybe Patrick Graham is good enough to keep it to your point. 
the reason why you want to keep that continuity is because you don't want that new head coach or new defensive coordinator to come in and saying, oh, Tyree Wilson doesn't fit my system. Trayvon Merrick doesn't fit my system. Devon Diablo doesn't fit my system. We got to get rid of these guys and get my guys. Yeah, I think the continuity there on the defensive side of the ball is very important. Right, and they're fine. They finally have made progress on that defense, right? So, so to your point, it, it makes so much sense, and and it does come down to who the head coach is. If Pierce is not the head coach, then and you go, let's say, with a a coordinator who's bumping up to head coach in his first time, whatever. I think it's more probable that it happens because, right? Because those guys walking in, hey, I don't have to worry about the defense. He's got it rolling. He's got it going. Versus if it's a Jim Harbaugh or somebody like that, you know, they tend to be uh, want to bring in their own people and do their own thing and not not inherit folks. So so I think that's something, too, that's going to play into the decision of Mark Davis as well. You don't decide on your head coach because you want to keep the D.C., but I think if they go the younger route, if they go the less experienced coordinator route, then obviously Patrick Graham would have a leg up because it's like, hey, that's one thing you don't have to worry about. The system's in place. They have players there. They've made progress, especially if they finish strong. So that would make uh, all the sense in the world. Um, bef- oh, sorry. I'm going to move on. I'm going I'm to read some of the chat here real quick. Oh, they're talking about Jamarcus. Oh, no. Uh-oh. You guys, what are you talking about Russell for? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a comment. I think it was GB Ware had a comment and was saying, would I be okay with old Bull Nicks or J.J. McCarthy oh, being the yeah. quarterback? And and to look, I'm gonna do a deep dive into the quarterbacks once the season is over. So I'm not gonna make a definitive statement on that right now. But what I will say is wherever the Raiders pick, wherever they pick, eighth, eleventh, fifteenth, that GM, that scouting department has to make the right decision. Because as I said, you could pick eighth and whiff, and the team that picks twelfth may hit on a home run. How many two how many top five picks have we seen not pan out? I'm in New York right now. I watched the Jets draft Sam Donald third overall. Didn't work. Zach Wilson drafted second overall. Didn't work. You know what Patrick Mahomes was? He was a tenth overall pick. He wasn't one. He was ten. You know, Lamar Jackson, he was the last pick in the first round. Ravens have a good feeling. They have a Aaron Rodgers, another example from way back. But Lamar Jackson more recently. He was the last pick. He was the fifth quarterback picked in the first round of his draft class. He's already won an MVP, <laughs> which, which the other guys can't, can't say. Josh Allen, pretty good, hasn't won an MVP. So I'm just saying that regardless of – I'm going to say this again to be clear because I know a lot of people want to throw out names. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Drake, Drake May. Regardless of where the Raiders pick – they're, the GM and the scouting department has to do a good job with their homework in the offseason. Because, you again, you can have the third pick in whiff. You can have the 15th pick in hit. And this is one of the richest quarterback draft classes, a lot of people are saying, in, and I don't know how long, maybe the best quarterback draft class they can remember. Yeah. So you don't have to be top five necessarily to get a starting caliber quarterback. You just have to be able to identify who those starting caliber quarterbacks are. That's right. Yeah, and people get hooked on names. They like certain players better. I understand that, and that's cool, you yeah. know. But but just understand that you know if it's not Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, or um, or May, Drake don't May. worry. I mean, there's other guys there. Drake May will be a great quarterback too. But th- there's a lot of guys there, and so we'll see what the Raiders. You know, I think their chances, depending on what happens, if if they don't if they don't do well this last four games, their chances of getting one of those three guys pretty good. I think I, I think it'd be pretty good. 
So, so uh, keep it keep it all in in check there with that. All right, for our audio audience, we're going to take our last break. For our video audience, don't go anywhere. We're staying right here with you. We're live on YouTube and recorded on audio. So we appreciate you guys being. This is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. You're with Scott. You're with Mo. We're coming back right after this. <laughs> 